With winter nearly behind us and spring whispering in our ears, what better than to think ahead to the BBC Gardener's World Spring Fair, which is back at beautiful Bewley in Hampshire from Friday the 28th to Sunday the 30th of April. Joining me to look forward to the event is Head Gardener at East Donnyland Hall in Essex, journalist, author and co-host of the brilliant Talking Heads podcast, Lucy Chamberlain. Lucy, how lovely to catch up with you. How are you? Oh, Steve, it's lovely to catch up with you too. I am really well. I'm really well. We are on the cusp of spring. Um, I'm starting to sow seeds. Things are bursting forth in the garden. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, a lovely time of year. <laughs> uh, lovely time of year, but you were telling me it is a bit chilly and nippy out there, isn't it? You were telling me that you were well wrapped up uh, yesterday in the garden. I was. I had um, five layers on top and three on bottom, plus two hats and knee pads. So I had 11 items of clothing (laughs) but there's no such thing as bad weather just bad clothing steve that's how it works so layers is the future you know the sartorial and glamorous side of gardening is a picture you paint there lucy yeah now you can barely see me (laughs) i was in in amongst a bundle of clothing um Bewley, fantastic setting for bbc gardeners world spring fair um what are you looking forward to most do you know what what i'm looking forward to most is being in the gardens and seeing and speaking to the gardening team because we got to know them really well last year because we were doing the the uh, kitchen garden tours with them and the ornamental garden tours and it was so nice just to get to know Kelvin and Dan and the, and Joe and the team and the gardens are beautiful so anyone who's keen on either ornamental or edible gardens it's such a a lovely showcase there to see uh, you know, really great growing going on. And gardeners are just a lovely bunch of folk, aren't they? So I'm so looking forward to catching up with them and giving everyone a, a lovely experience on the day. There is plenty to see and uh, plenty to buy as well, isn't there, at the show? <laughs> there is. Yeah, I always take a limited amount of money in my purse because it's far <laughs> too tempting, uh, being a plant lover that I am, to, to go out there and also enjoy the show and go to all the amazing sort of plant stalls and there's lots of ornaments and pots and, and I'll say beautiful plants as well so that's that is really a special thing to see and the nursery growers are such experts in their field so you can pick their brains on whether it be hostas or um cucurus or aces or daffodils or whatever it might be you know it's a real um melting pot of, of incredible knowledge there to, to to tap into now exciting you're going to be leading some plant expert tours of the victorian walled gardens at Bewley. tell me about that oh, oh it's lovely it literally is a dream for me i'm i'm the daughter of retired smallholders and my specialism is growing your own food so for me to, to be giving tours along with head gardener at Bewley kelvin of the the kitchen garden there is a delight um we run uh there's six tours each day of the show um there's so um by the end of the show we've done 18 tours which is quite a lot of stuff but it's lovely they all last about half an hour and i get to show people wonderful greenhouses full of fan trained peaches and grapevines um there's lemon trees fruiting there because they're very close to the soda and the isle of white it's a very kind of mild climate near Bewley. so there's lemons actually fruiting outside in the kitchen garden which is great the tomatoes are all starting to be uh, grown in the greenhouses there's all different areas of the kitchen garden whether they be in full sun or shade and that's what i tap into because although it's a huge big kitchen garden people can transfer that knowledge to their own edible plot at home so we all have areas of sun and shade and wind and drought and that's what we talk about on the tours veg that and fruit that do well in those 
different climates. That's that's really important to consider. So that's what we'll be talking about. And just oozing about growing your own produce and what a, what a wonderful thing it is to do. Now, spring. A lot of people think spring is when gardening starts, but all gardeners, the experienced ones, tell me that actually gardening never finishes. It goes on all year round. <laughs> but there will be people who are looking to get the most out of their gardens for this year, perhaps for the first time, becoming a little bit more green-fingered. What should mm-hmm. they be doing and thinking about this springtime? Yeah, so um, really, I think it's a case of being excited rather than daunted because spring is, like you say, the firing pistol for many gardeners who who are maybe new to the hobby. They're like, right, okay, the weather's getting warmer. I feel like going outside now. What can I do? And yeah, there's loads of seed sowing to be done. Uh, You can go to the garden centre and um, there's a lot of spring bedding now being made available which is wonderful for for color in the instant color in the garden with your pots and containers and hanging baskets so it's all there for the taking um and get excited about it because as i say there's lots of projects you can feel a bit daunted really don't it's such a wonderful time of year to start off sowing planting pruning mulching feeding lots and lots of things that can be done in this time of year so um Speak to the garden centre, speak to the, the gardeners. See if you've got a gardening friend, pick their brains about things that can be done at this time of year and in your location, because that's very important. What's your local climate doing as well? Mm. And and then, yeah, just, you know, just embrace the this wonderful hobby that brings us such joy. Mm. BBC Gardeners World Spring Fair returns to Bewley in the New Forest in Hampshire from Friday the 28th to Sunday the 30th of april lots of information on the website bbcgardenersworldfair.com where you can get information particularly about how to book tickets and probably an itinerary of where you can catch up with the brilliant lucy chamberlain who is uh, still on the line with me um, now lucy um what's your favorite bit of spring have you got a particular thing or something new that you're going to be growing this year Oh, well, uh, last year I came across a, a plant, and it is an edible one, Steve, so apologies for that, but that is my thing. Um, and it's called <laughs> Malabar spinach, which is incredible. So I've got some seeds of that that I've collected myself that I'm going to be sowing. But do you know what? My propagator now is fired up, and it has been for the last week or so. And what I what I love about this time of year is literally the unfurling seedlings. You've got your compost and you keep peering at it every day in the propagator. You keep it moist. You're like, right, okay, what's going on? And then you see these fresh green shoots pushing through. And that to me is such a positive thing. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love propagating. It's such a simple, straightforward thing to do. It saves you loads of money compared to buying plants. So honestly, have a go at sowing seeds and it's just I can't describe the feeling it gives me every year. You know, it gets my 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 juices flowing. I absolutely love that. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. You can tell in your voice you're still passionate about it after um you know a, a number of years and doing it professionally, and that, that's one of the beauties of gardening, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. I think um, it is such a, a rewarding hobby i do think of it as a hobby as well as my job i mean i know i do garden sort of like 24 7 that is pretty much what i do but i so enjoy it and i think if you can tap into anything these days that makes you feel satisfied calm positive you know looking after yourself all that well-being and looking after our environment and our planet as well then what a wonderful thing to do and i you know i love it i you, as you say you can tell it's it's just for me i couldn't imagine my life without gardening <laughs> they do say of course that if you find a job you love you'll never work a day in your life yeah that, do you know what that applies that is so to you good. doesn't it 
when I'm in that kitchen garden with Kelvin giving people a tour, it won't feel like work to me. I'll be having the time of my life. Now, talking of work, um, 100 Acres is it also at East Donnyland Hall in Essex where you're the yes. head gardener. Is that right? About 100 Acres or so? It is. It's big, a big estate. It big is a big estate. It's not, yeah. So what, what are the gardens like there and, and, and what are you growing there? Oh, it's lovely. It's um, it's not all highly maintained. We have lots of arable, and it goes down to an estuary. So we've got um, we've got sheep there. We've got horses. We've got, as I say, sort of marshland. We've got arable land. We've got woodlands. We've got some lovely bluebells that will be flowering during April. That's really special. And then we've got um, the the building itself. It's got a moat surrounding it, which is very very decadent. Uh, we've got a couple of black swans on the moat. We've got a wildflower meadow that I look after. It's about the size of an acre. Uh, there's the walled kitchen garden, which is oh, I'm gonna I I have to pull myself out of there because it's, <laughs> it's it's lovely. It's got lots of trained fruit and all all manner of crops that you can Im- imagine in there. Lots of edibles. Um, yeah, it's just a very special place, and it's private. I have to say, it's a private estate. It's not open to the public, so I do feel very privileged to work there. And um, yeah, it's there's there's just certain moments that you get there that are very special i saw a couple of barn owls the other day just flying from one of the buildings to the woodland and that it stopped me in my tracks you know that kind of thing is so good skylarks flying up amongst the fields we have buzzards circling overhead uh, it's you know it's idyllic and on a lovely spring sunny day i can think of nowhere else i'd rather be I can hear the sound of envy <laughs> drifting <laughs> drifting through with you describing your job. What an, an idyllic uh, way to, to go to work, um, Lucy. Yeah. We should just mention at the fair at Bewley, uh, the ticket gives uh, people access also into the National Motor Museum. There's live music taking place, there's a rock choir, and the BBC Good Food Market has uh, food there as well, which really nicely ties in the sort of plot-to-plate uh, thing, doesn't it? It does. It does. I love cooking. And uh, the more I discover unusual crops, for example, you know, the more I experiment with them in my kitchen. Uh, I, it's just a, a really rewarding experience. Do you know what, Steve? The one thing I love at Bewley, which is unique to the place, I think, is the, the classic cars. I am a bit of a classic car buff. I would ah. love, in another life, I would love a Triumph. Um, a TR6 would be really nice. Uh, so if anyone's listening and wants to buy me one for Christmas, I'd be very grateful. <laughs> but the car museum is fantastic. And also, what is again, I think is unique to Bewley, is the monorail. Mm. Now, when we're giving the kitchen garden tours, you get people going along on the monorail, which is literally about 20 25 foot above your head all around the kitchen garden and the grounds and they're waving at you you're waving at them and that I think is such a a lovely thing so um yeah if you if you're on the monorail and you see me in the kitchen garden with Kelvin give us a wave we'll wave back BBC Gardeners World Spring Fair is at Bewley in the New Forest in Hampshire from Friday the 28th to Sunday the 30th of April. Lots of information on the website bbcgardenersworldfair.com and of course it will tell you where and when you can catch up with the brilliant Lucy Chamberlain. Uh, Lucy, just uh, before I let you go, um, you mentioned uh, propagators and, and I know that lots of professional gardeners if you like and enthusiastic gardeners gather kit don't they a bit like i cook and i gather <laughs> i gather kitchen kit you you gather garden kit yeah. not everybody has deep pockets but it is important that they can start uh, their interest in horticulture and gardening fairly simply so and with times being you know money being a little bit tight have you got some top tips for time saving or particularly money saving for anyone who wants to start growing their own produce yeah definitely um 
well, you go to the, uh, the, the shops and you buy um, anything that comes in a punnet, those clear plant punnet lids actually make fantastic propagator lids. I've been saving them up when I've been buying grapes and things like that. And, uh, you know, if you've got a little seed tray and you put one of those over the top, a clear plastic lid with a few little holes in, it makes a wonderful mini propagator. Utilise also areas that are naturally warm. So if you've got a sunnier windowsill, um, especially at this time of year when things are a little bit cooler, use the sun. You know, it's it's free. It's there. Collect your own water. Get some water butts. Or it doesn't have to be a fancy water but just any container to collect your water that is a great thing to do and you can collect your own seeds you can do seed swaps with all your gardening friends because seed packets often have loads of seeds in and you only need maybe a dozen of something so that is a really useful thing to do um yeah so you know there's i think community-led sort of projects are a really good way of spreading the cost when it comes to growing your own food and gardening as a whole absolutely great advice lucy lovely to catch up with you as always have a fantastic time in Bewley. <laughs> thank you so much indeed i really really will